I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our life. And Joy, oh, you cut me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you, you off. You, I just couldn't. you do cut me off though. because I, I, get, I get anxious and I, I feel like I need to say something. It's like a form of Tourette's you have. I don't get it. Why do you suddenly have these Tourette's that you just need to burst out with something? Uh, well, I, I just wanted to say hello to all our listeners and welcome back to Private Parts. Do you know what the whole point of a podcast is? To cast a pod. No, the whole point of a podcast is meant to have structure. Yeah. You're meant to have structure. Whenever you do a podcast, you should have structure. Therefore, at the beginning of our but, podcast, Jamie, there we, should be a structure. As we both know, rules are made to be broken. <laughs> yeah. Or, or bent. <laughs> You're a little bit. What? What? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details. Ointimate. Uh, let me finish it, please. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is right. Uh, can God, you that's not really shout? Loud. I'll start again. <clears throat> can Hello. you just just speak? You don't need to loud. You don't need to shout. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is that's where much better. We yeah. read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. Uh, join me as always is my co-host, colleague, and dare I say, friend, Francis Ball. Good morning. Good evening. And good night if you're listening to this in bed. <laughs> um, and as always, we are joined by someone else. This week it isn't Tom, but it is the voice in the room. Hello, voice in the room. Hello, everybody. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Francis. Hello. Your voice Hello. is just so calming and lovely. It is. You've got a voice for radio. Yeah. That's very kind of you. Or a voice for podcast. Mm. Which yeah. is a similar kind of thing. No, Basically. It's different. Voice for radio <clears throat> is different for a voice for podcast. Do your voice for radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is me, Jamie That's Lang. That's a podcast. No, podcast is... Hello, everyone. Um, it's more calming, more natural, more, more realistic. More intimate. More <clears> intimate. <throat> That's exactly how you're meant to do it. <clears throat> However, do you know, this... Are you about to cough? <clears throat> yes. Are you, I've done it. You, done it. you know what, guys? This week, I'm slightly stressed. Why, why is that? I'm stressed because I... I'm losing I'm... your hair. Why do you have to go towards my... You shouldn't insecurity? be stressed because, you know, you might get wrinkles. Wrinkles give you stress, don't they? Stress gives you wrinkles. Well, both, in your case. <laughs> You're such a wanker. <laughs> wow. But wrinkles can be taken care of, right? Right, Jamie? <laughs> Francis, I've never had Botox, so that's what you're implying. No, I'm not implying that. You, you, you said Botox, I didn't say Botox. Voice in the room, would you ever, ever have any Botox or any, any work ever done? Oh, God, yeah. You would, yeah? I'd happily have yeah. it done, yeah. Exactly, there we go. Francis, would you not ever have any work done? Well, I don't know, do I need some Botox? You need Botox, you need a hair transplant, you probably need everything done, actually. Really? You could do with, like, a chin liftner as well. Chin liftner? Yeah, chin liftner. What's a chin liftner? Well, I've, I don't know, chin liftner. Chin Lifner sounds like an American stuntman. Yeah. Hey, welcome Chin Lifner. <laughs> Chin Lifner. Okay, what is your, I suppose, what, this week I want to talk about insecurities as well. All right. So what is your biggest insecurity, would you say? Sometimes my voice cracks when I'm talking. When I'm, Can that, you give us an example? Well, I don't know. Jamie, you know what I'm talking about. 
Francis has this this very endearing. I don't know why it's an insecurity for you. Sometimes you, it's embarrassing. You have this very very. If I'm trying to be serious. Then <laughs> he does this thing. It's very endearing. He basically he starts talking. So he'll be saying like, um, "Hi, Stu. How are you?" He'll, go, he'll suddenly go up in, in the air. I don't know why, but it's endearing. It's not an insecurity. It's very endearing. Is it it's not a testicular thing? I, I don't think so. As far as I'm aware, I don't know. I feel though, like in firstly, actually, do you know what I want to say? I, I feel like I forget this every time, but I want to say thank you to everyone, to all of our listeners once again for coming back and joining us in our lovely podcast because we do really lovely. Thank um, you. Thank everyone. you so much. For, for, for listening and for all the feedback you've given us, which is very inspiring and motivating to both of us. And uh, yeah, keep, <laughs> keep it up. <laughs> um, but uh, wait, what were we just talking about? I've completely lost track. We got quite a few emails saying how much they love the podcast. Well, what was what were we just talking about before this? What was I saying? Oh, insecurities. Well, I don't know. I was I, when I was younger, I was insecure about losing my hair, but I don't actually care anymore. Mm. But then, obviously, if they, if if some technology comes around where I can actually get a full head of hair again, then you know maybe I will. If you could, if you could go back in time, okay, and you can invent something. Okay, but you have to you have to explain how you invent it. So you can't say, "Oh, I'm going to uh, invent yeah troponium." What would I do? What's troponium? <laughs> what's troponium? What's that? No. What? What's that? What's that thing you put in rockets? Plutonium. Plutonium. <laughs> troponium sounds like something the circus would. I'm use. not sure you invent that. Isn't yeah. it naturally occurring? No, 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 no. You enrich it. Ah, ah. Of course, you do enrich yourself. Yeah. Basically, you have um, you uranium, like... and you, you enrich uranium to create plutonium. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see your uranium. I know you would, Jamie. It's no secret. <laughs> what would you invent? Come on, you have to go. and don't invent. It had to be a thing. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I guess the Velcro? plane would be something which is like truly revolutionary. I mean, there's, sure. If there's a, there's a, uh, there's the a very, milk there's a very good book called The Wright Brothers, which talks about the whole, you know, the, basically their lives, and and it really is like the most revolutionary thing. I mean, like before the internet and like telephones, it was flying was the biggest. Like, <sighs> Sorry, just what. Well, I found it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Francis. Well, Jamie's an anti-intellectual, so he believes. <laughs> yeah. He believes that it's 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 uncool to know things. <laughs> no, I don't. That's, yeah, you, that's, you do. No. You're an anti-intellectual. No, I'm not at yeah, all. You are. You, you would strive have been to great know. in the '60s, wouldn't you? As a, as a hippie, Free you life. would have really suited that. I would love to have been a hippie. Mm. Oh, I would. My sister was a hippie for eight years. She went to India and was just a hippie. I, don't, I How do you become a? Can you just be a hippie? I, you've got to pass an exam, haven't you? Oh, you do? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. What's the it's exam? Quite strict. What are one of the questions from the hippie exam you have to answer? Is this war? What is it good for? What is it good for? Okay, <laughs> 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 fine. What would you invent that's very niche? Uh, toothpick. Oh, there you, now you're talking, Francis. A toothpick. Voice in the room, what about you? What would you... Choose. I'd invent a machine that automatically uh, folded your clothes. They they have that. actually. Hang on, we should patent that really? right now. They have that already. Yeah. You know. You know when you get. A, you, you know when you get. You know when you get a perfectly folded shirt. Yes. From uh, a dry cleaner that's been folded in a machine. Has it? Yeah. Uh, you you quite like this. No. Yeah. But Francis has a weird <clears throat> obsession over things like that. He likes weird things like folded shirts and. But I like. That, that's not weird. He kind of get. He kind of gets almost you know slightly aroused by folded I, shirts. I've, I've got a bit of OCD about like. Order? Perfection. Yeah, an order, yeah. What's wrong with that? No, I, I, don't, I don't know, Jamie. What is wrong with being a bit organised? <laughs> Nothing. And... I didn't say that. You just 
you want to live in chaos and not learn anything. Come on, Jamie, let's face it. If your, if your sweets came out and in one yeah. packet you had three sweets and in another packet you had 18 sweets, people would that not often like happens. that disorder. I feel that like often happens, actually, it. with no, many kittens. No, it doesn't. It's, <laughs> called, it's, it's called shrinkflation. So they make, they make the packets smaller and put fewer in there. So it appears like it's more That more, does more, not more happen. Full. We don't do shrink more full. We don't <laughs> shrink do shrinklation. Shrink, shrinkflation. So you just shrink. basically reduce the amount of amount of sweets in there and then put a smaller packet. I think I had a bit of shrinkflation when I was growing up because I've never grown. (laughs) (laughs) Not even kidding. I once went to the doctors, okay, I went to the doctors and I had, I did my ACL ligament. I was playing rugby and I I did my ACL ligament. It was a huge disaster and went to the doctors. His name was Dr. Hunt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sounds very naughty, doesn't it? <laughs> no. Oh, it doesn't? Okay, anyway. I thought it did at the time. I was about 18. Anyway, went to the doctor, went to Dr. Hunt, and he... He's... That, I think, sums you up. No, it doesn't. Sure. So yeah. I'm trying to tell my story. Went to the doctor, Dr. Hunt, and he said, yes, it's the ACL ligament, and he showed me the whole, I had the MRI scan, everything mm. like that. And he said, the good news is... You can never play rugby again. But the good news is, is that you're still growing. And I said, how can you tell? He said, because you can see all the, it was either the, you had dark or light bits in your knee and the MRI scan. And that said you had growth coming. Never Well, you're happened. basically your growth plates, when you stop growing, they, they fuse. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know. But I don't get this because I keep getting growing pains. And, and I'm surely I'm meant to be growing, but I just haven't grown. Mm. That's probably just arthritis mm. at your yeah. age. No, it's, you know. not, it's not arthritis. It's not arthritis, is it? It might be. Uh, as always, we always must have the question of the week. Uh, Francis always delivers oh, yes. us a question. So please, Francis, give us the question of the week. The question of the week is, of all the photos taken in history... I've told you this one before. You've, you've stolen this no. from me. Yes. Yes. You're, you're, the ending to your question is going to be, how many of them were taken last year? No. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, I yes, won't. Yes, it no, was. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I've told you this one before, you little liar. No, no, it wasn't. You've stolen my question. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Okay. No. Just what? admit it. Admit it. No, I didn't steal that question. <laughs> admit it's 12 it. months, actually. Admit it. It, I haven't. No, I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. I heard it somewhere. From me? Maybe from you. <laughs> okay, go, go. Tell okay, me. so, all right. Okay, Shakespeare invented a very common name that probably you know quite a few of them. Okay. W- what name is it? Lysander. No. Rupert. It's an incredibly common girl's name. Not common in, in the sense of it's common, but it's just very, you know, pervasive in... Ophelia. Culture. Ophelia. Ophelia. In naming. No. Ophelia. No, 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 he didn't. It's not that. the fashion to see the lady of the epilogue. No. What plays that from? It was in The Merchant of Venice. If you Rupert. know your Shakespeare. No. That well-known women's name. Delilah. Rupert, yeah. <laughs> Delilah. No. Roxanne. No. Carol. Carol. No. Laura. No. Katie. No. Deirdre. Deirdre. No. Hannah. I can no. keep going. No. You're wrong. Penny. Alfie. Penelope. Got no. it. No, no, it's wrong. Well, can you give us the answer? Well, I yes, can, you can, but in, not now. In part two. Are you, you have to give, why does this always happen? Did I, was I that's near? the structure. You know you were talking about structure. That's how we've structured this. Mm. It's to get people to listen to my part, because otherwise they wouldn't, you know. I've got a riddle for you guys I as well. I think they would, Frank. I think so. I was yeah. just being, you know, I was being... Facetious. You love that Well, word. I was being facetious and I was being um, 
you know, self-deprecating. Do you know what also, um, everyone, is that I, because Francis now gets to read his diary, mm. I got a little bit jealous, so I decided that I want to give you me... What was that? that Pol- was, poltergeist. Is this, is this room haunted? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I, I wanted to give, because I got a little bit jealous that you get to read your question of the week, I have a riddle for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I, I might start putting a riddle into all of these things. Hang on, do we need another jingle for riddle of the week? Riddle I, of the week. I think we do. Can you bring do. your guitar in and do yeah, some jingles? Can, yeah, That'd be oh great. My God, Well, you know, we've actually got, we've received a, a, a soundtrack for, the, sound for the podcast. Track. You know, we had a jingle entry. I, I heard, I heard about it. Yeah. I saw in our emails. By the way, if you do want to get in touch with us, please email us at privatepartspodcast at gmail.com. Um, right, it's time for my riddle. So uh, let's play the jingle for the riddle of the week. Jingle goes here. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Ready. I can only live where there is light, but I die if the light shines on me. What am I? <laughs> I know. Grass? Do you know? I know. I've just worked it out. It's obvious. <laughs> it's absolutely obvious. Within seconds. God, Jamie, that's so easy. <laughs> I wanted to give us an easy one to begin with. <laughs> I didn't get it. That's truth. Do you give up, Francis? I can only live where there is light, but if I die, but I die if the light shines on me, what am I? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> ant? <laughs> <laughs> what is the answer? It is a shadow. Yes, it oh, is. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, good one. Um, right, I, I think I did actually know that, but I was, of course well, you I did. Oh, of course yes. you did. No, I've heard it before. But no, of course, yes. yes. Um, right, it's well, time. That's more, it says more about my memory then. It's time for my diary. Um, what is your memory? I mean, what is your diary? <laughs> my diary is a thing that I write in. But I, this is why I'm stressed, is because I, I went to I went to New York um, with my mum. I was there for 24 hours. <sighs> Yeah, and that, what, on that purpose or purpose? I had to come back for work because I'm a workaholic. Oh, did you go see your sister's play? Well, there we go. So you ready for this? <clears throat> so I went to watch my sister in a play, um, and this is what I'm going to talk about. It was called The Roundabout. Oh yes, by J.P. Priestley. That, yeah, that's, yeah right. that's right. That is right. Has he done anything else? An Inspector Calls, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. Time in the Conway. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? What, you guys are hilarious. We were just talking about that before, so you've just put that in the podcast to make you sound clever. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of lame of you. <laughs> so I want all of our listeners to know that actually that was all fake because they were talking fake about news. it before. That was fake. That is not true. Friday. I started on a Friday this week because I was stressed and it was just complicated. I started on a Monday this week. I started on a Friday. Friday. My sister Emily is an actress and to anyone out there, I congratulate you on being an actor and actress because it seems like the most testing industry in the world. My mum phoned me up a few weeks ago and said that she was in a play in New York on Broadway. Your mum was in a play in Broadway? It's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> my sister was impressive. My sister was in a, in, in a, supposedly in a, a Broadway production. Supposedly? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, as a good son, I decided to take my mum to New York for the weekend. We decided to fly out on the Friday and back on the Sunday. However, as always, and to my mum's disappointment, work took over and I had to fly back the Saturday. So basically spending 24 hours in New York and leaving my mum there for a day. Oh, you left your mum there alone? I had to, yeah, I left there. What uh, did she do? Stranded in New York by herself. Well, no, I feel like New York is one of the coolest cities to be stranded in. Mm. I feel like it's Mm. pretty, it's, it's very buzzing. However, I wouldn't want to live there. I would not want to live in New York. If you could pick any city in the world to live in, where would you live? Apart from London. Apart from London. 
Um, I know if I say Cape Town probably. No, if I say this to you, you go. Oh, oh yes, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is quite lovely. But I mean, um, would I live there? I, I, I'd spend the summers there or the winters there. I wouldn't live there necessarily. How Maybe. would you summer in Buenos Aires and you winter in where? <laughs> winter? No, well, the winter is the summer here. You know, so I'd summer back in London. You, I mean, you just have an extravagant lifestyle, don't you? Well, hey, dream big. Follow, follow the polo. Follow the polo? Yeah. What's the polo? The polo is in the winter. In oh, the game areas. Marco Polo? No. So how would you play Marco Polo around the world? Do you You'd have to shout loudly, wouldn't you? Marco. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever used to play that game as a kid? Mm. Yeah. One of my scariest moments ever as a kid is when we were playing Marco Polo. And you know when you get out the water, they say, fish out of water. Yeah. You know that thing? That's the whole point of the game. Mm. We had something in our, we had a swimming pool in my house and we had uh, something called, we called the iceberg, which was like a blow up iceberg. And it had holes in the sides and it had a hole in the middle that you could swim out and go under. Um, anyway, we were playing Marco Polo and my brother was Marco and I was Polo. Yeah. <laughs> is, that how, is that how it works? <laughs> well, I think Marco is the person you're trying to find, right? Oh yeah. So he was Polo, I was Marco. Yeah. And I was hiding in the... Uh, I was hiding in the uh, the iceberg, and he was going Marco Polo, and I decided he went fish out of water, or I knew he was about to say it. So I went trying to go swim under. I was wearing armbands, and I tried to swim through the hole at the bottom, out underneath the iceberg, and I got. And because of my armbands, I went down and then sunk up underneath the iceberg, and I couldn't get out. Oh my it was god! Terrifying. So Did what, you what, nearly what, and my brother was still going Marco, and he was still going Marco, Marco, and I was underwater going. What you couldn't breathe? Obviously, I was underwater. Terrifying. But what, how heavy was this iceberg? Well, it was like a blow-up iceberg, but I was super young, so it's kind uh, of... And you remember it? I remember it vividly. Yeah, yeah, I remember it vividly. And then how did he find you? Uh, I don't know who pulled... I, can't, I think my cleaner... Not, I don't have a cleaner, but not, it was like a, one of the cleaners came one in. One of your maids. <laughs> your servants. <laughs> don't have servants. You, have, you said you have servants in don't black tie. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like time. <laughs> they saved me. But she was on Broadway, so I had to see her perform. I met my mum at the airport, and I've never seen someone so excited. And after a quick salmon and crab salad at Terminal 5, Fortland Mason, Fish Bar, it was on the flight and straight... Nice plug there. Yeah. Are I they paying you? <laughs> not paying, but it was delicious. All right, okay. Before you get on a flight, do you not... What, what are your, do you have, like, rituals before you go on a flight? Yeah. Pack, bag. Do you not... You, you obviously pack a bag and take your passport. Do you not have a ritual? Do you know what mm. I have to do every single time? I have to... I have to take a poo and then I have to sit what well, with you why yeah. do you always talk about poo Jamie <laughs> yeah, I had to hide it I in the to... overhead lockers <laughs> on the plane Marco you are Pulo. a weird, weird no. boy because it's the scariest isn't it the worst it's the worst thing in the world when you have to when you're sitting in a window seat or even in a middle seat and you have to climb out to go to the loo if you've ever been on a flight that's one of the worst things but the second probably the worst thing is having to tend the loo on the is having to tend the loo you don't actually have to tend the loo on an airport on an airport, airport. T- tend the loo 
on an airplane Ten, flight. Do you know what tending the loo is? Chicken tender loo. Tending the loo is what I've spoken to Francis <laughs> about before. Tending loo is basically where you go to the, the, the bathroom and you, you, you wipe the loo seat with mm-hmm. tissue paper and you put the tissue paper in the loo to stop splashback. And you, you also make put it sort on of the land- seat as well? Do you, do you put I don't that, put it on the seat. on the seat. You make a little landing pad for it. Do you, do you, do you, <laughs> do you, do you put it on the seat sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, if, that's, it's, if it's, if it's, if it's a fairly, public loo. If it's a nasty yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> you have to. Like, like, yeah, like in train spotting. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good one. But the worst thing in the world is when you, you go to the airport loo, uh, the, the plane loo, you don't need to tend it because it goes, oh, makes that scary it's noise. It's a scary noise, right? The scariest noise in the world. Yeah. Whenever you flush the loo, you always need to try and get out before it yeah. goes, yeah, it is quite terrifying. You think that something's going to go wrong. Well, there's always those rumours that... You might uh, decompress yeah. the plane. <laughs> there's always those rumours that if you sit on a plane loo and flush it, it can take your insides out. Take your... Your Prolapse testicles down. What? Hmm? Do you know what I found out the other day? That you had piles. <laughs> Wait, it's... <laughs> Francis, it's not my fault that I have piles. Okay, it's from it's from sitting on cold services and pushing too hard. Is I have it? IBS, yes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but no, hopefully you're getting that sorted. So. You are you changing the way you sit on the toilet now? Because you should get a squatty to, potty. Yeah, you're supposed to squat. You, know, you should get a squatty potty. It puts it de- next to the. I was thinking about. I'm getting not one. buying a squatty potty. Apparently, they're the most healthy way to. The go. old French toilets were the best, weren't they? Yeah. Where you just had a. Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. literally squatted. It's weird how you remember things. I also remember another really embarrassing moment in my life is when I was go. I was taking a poo, and I must have been very young. And I decided for some strange reason to sit on the loo, but with my my feet on the loo seat. So I was sort of squatting over the loo with this, like you can imagine, you sort of picture it. And and my, I'm picturing it. And Thank my you. dad and sister walked in when. <laughs> was doing that on top of the loo. I must have been about six years old again. And I've never been more in battle. Get out! <laughs> they must have gone away thinking, God, he's weird. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Um, what but, is your obsession with poo? No, but do you know what I found out this week? I, have you ever heard of something called rosebudding? <laughs> yeah, I only found out that was recently. I think that's, that's when you watch Citizen Kane over and over again, isn't it? Rose, rosebudding. I don't know. You Google it. What you have rosebudding? No, I don't have rosebudding. But I was watching. I was watching this this thing on Netflix about people who ex porn stars. So people. In the, oh, the, was it called Hot Girls Wanted? No, uh, no, no. It was called. But have you seen that? No, <laughs> it's quite as good grief. No, no. It's, it's your doc- your girlfriend's in the room, and you're no, talking no. About we hot- watched it together. <laughs> we watched it together. It's a it's a documentary about the amateur porn industry in it. In America, and it's quite like depressing. Har- it's quite harrowing, really. Like this one girl, she was d- doing it for six months. Oh my god! I've just read what rosebudding yeah. is. <laughs> what is rosebudding? Oh dear! Just do images, and then you rosebudding, a, a, an extreme form of anal sex where a performer in a porn scene essentially pro- prolapses her rectum. <laughs> Jamie, why are you rosebudding? <laughs> I'm not. It was just we were talking about sort of bums it's and things like that. And this and this poor porn star who was an ex porn star oh. was talking about how the fact that she was rosebudding. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So why what would if, you intentionally do that? I don't know. What is what are you saying about the harrowing experience? No. Yeah. So this one girl, she did it for six months. She made twenty grand in the six months, and she left with two grand. After the, and then she couldn't work again. She left. Why did she only leave with two grand? Because she she spent, she spent it. it she spent it. So she basically just yeah. Oof. I mean it's awful. So she like she was like in debt basically at the end of it. Oh my lord! So like most of them have no idea what they're getting themselves in in for. So girls, if you're listening, don't go into amateur porn. It's a it's a really a 
it's not a great uh, mm. career move. Stick to professional porn. Stick to professional. Yeah. I had a crab and... <laughs> oh, no, it's called pro-am porn. So they are professionals, but they don't... They just... pretend they're amateur. Yeah. After a quick salmon and crab salad at Terminal 5, Fortnum Mason's Fish Bar, I was on the flight and ready plug. to go to New York. I don't know why this always happens to me, but I always end up sitting next to the person with the baby. Never a hot girl or someone interested... Oh, sorry, an interesting, always a baby, which, of course, cried the whole way. But... For my mum, a quick sleeping pill when she was out next to me, leaving me on a seven and a half hour flight, dreading every moment of it. It's a bit rotten giving a sleeping pill to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> my mum loves taking sleeping pills on a flight. She just takes them and she is out. In really? Yeah, yeah. But do you take them? I don't take them, no. I worry about taking things that make me drowsy. Yeah. I only like taking things that give me... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, the naughty dust. <laughs> I don't take drugs. I never have taken drugs. You've never taken drugs, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Why do you always think that I take drugs? I don't. Saturday. Waking up in a different country, especially New York, is one of the best things. I looked out of my hotel window over the skyline in a very cool part of the city called Soho. Having landed at 11pm New York time, so 4am UK time, I was pretty knackered, but my mum had already been up four hours and I had a bevy of messages from her saying how bored she was and how she wanted to explore the city. It was like taking a puppy for a walk. Firstly, because my mum has never really been to New York and secondly, because she gets to hang out with her son and see her daughter on a stage play in Broadway. I decided to take her for a lunch at Catch in the meatpacking district and show her the apartment I stayed in when I spent two dangerous months in a one-bed apartment in New York with Spencer Matthews. One bedroom? Yeah, we had. We spent two months together. <clears throat> and you n- slept together? No, we didn't. See- no, we... <laughs> Hence the rosebud again. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> he, he slept upstairs. It was a two-floor sort of maisonette apartment but it was a one bedroom and downstairs with kitchen so sitting room like open plan upstairs with the bedroom and he I had a little cupboard like Harry Potter I used to sleep in like a sofa bed in the side bed in the cupboard I used to sleep in a cupboard pretty much what what yeah because it was just a one bed what happens (laughs) if you brought a friend back Oh, I mean, many friends were brought back from Spencer Matthews, I can tell you not. But it was, I don't know, we were pretty, pretty liberal with that. The very first night in New York, I, I, we came, went out partying, and we came home with a um, couple of these Swedish girls, and we were having drinks at the flat, and one of the Swedish girls left, and Spencer's, I can only say Spencer, the one that Spencer was interested in, I suppose, decided to tie me up with belts and whip me and then leave me in the chair for the entire night. I couldn't get out. She left me in the entire night with Spencer and her, I suppose, fondled in the upstairs. Well, you had to, like, watch. I didn't watch. They just left me tied to a chair after being whipped. And she kept saying to me, you little boy. (laughs) Really? Sounds, in a, in a sounds deep Russian. accent like that, yes. <laughs> how, does it, how do you do a Swedish accent? You little boy. <laughs> you little boy. They have a sudden boy. Little boy. You little boy. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good Russian accent. I'll prove you. Mothers are possibly the most embarrassing people in the world. Whoever or wherever we went, she would ask people to take photos of me and her and of places. Plus. She likes talking to anyone who passes her. Nightmare. This is what my mum does. It's the biggest It's the biggest nightmare in the world. She will, for example, before we got on the plane, there was this Scottish man who uh, was sitting standing in front of us. And my mum will say, God, 
British people just are so good at queuing, aren't they? And no one will notice, no one will say anything. And she'll say it a bit louder and a bit <clears> louder <throat> until someone takes notice and this Scottish person in front of her turned round and made conversation with her. But as soon as someone does that, she then ignores them. <laughs> really? <laughs> she wants like, the gratification of someone acknowledging her, but then she just turns away from them. It's bizarre. Really? So I'm left talking to them. <laughs> it's crazy. What? I know, it's bizarre. We had the matinee booked because of my flight in the evening, so we jumped in a yellow cab to the <clears> theatre. As we slowly went further and further away from Broadway, I suddenly got a suspicion that my mum hadn't got everything right. We arrived at the theatre hall, nowhere near Broadway, to a theatre house called Brits on Broadway. My mum had told everyone my sister was performing on Broadway, but in fact it was nowhere near it. My mum had basically read the whole thing wrong and thought that my sister was performing on Broadway, but it wasn't, it was a theatre production called Brits on Broadway. So oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So everyone was expect all. So it wasn't even on Broadway. It wasn't on Broadway. It was Upper East Side. <laughs> That's off Broadway. That's off off Broadway. It's off off Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't. Do you know what the play was? Absolutely amazing. So surely you could get them done under the Trades Descriptions Act just by the name alone. Brits on Broadway. So apparently the whole the whole production it's company a bit misleading. The whole production company is about British people going and performing in New York. So if you're American, you want to see British people performing on stage because that's where theatre uh, was born that's a good, good idea for a, a theatre company I mm. imagine was theatre born in Greece or, or in, in Britain I think probably in the amphitheatres of Greece yes yes uh, typical my mother exaggerating to everyone about her children the play was absolutely amazing my sister rocked the stage by this time it was 6pm and I had to rush to the airport what was her role she was the main girl in it. She was the Russian... Uh, she was the, the, commun- the British girl turned communist who went to stay with her father for the weekend. Ah. What, what was her character? Her character was, was very boy-like until the end when she, when she turned very feminine. It was very interesting. Lots of similes and metaphors and, and imagery and everything. Were there any sex scenes? With it? There was a kissing scene right at the end. Really? Yeah. Did it make you uncomfortable watching? <laughs> <laughs> By this time it was 6pm and I had to rush to the airport to catch my flight back to London. Delirious because of the travelling, my mother's intensity and the time change. Don't worry, I thought, a nice flight home to rest. I got on the flight and walked towards my seat to see in horror across the aisle were two-year-old twins. Typical. Two-year-old twins? Two-year-old twins. Or two-year-old twins? Two-year-old, two-two-year-old, two-two-year-old twins. Okay, so not two-year-old twins. No, they were twins, obviously there's a couple of them. All right. And they were two years old. So they were both one. <laughs> they were, no, they were two years old. Do you know what? I didn't even ask the mother of age, I assumed. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> Turns out they were 14. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Two 25-year-old twins. Um, anyway, that is the end of part one. Well, that was exciting. Do you like so that? basically, you went to New York for 24 hours, didn't go see your play on Broadway, and then what? what did the two-year-old twins cry? or? They, well, I was actually slept the whole flight, but I assume they were crying. Babies always cry on flights. I don't get it. They always, always cry. Well, they're babies. That's what mm. they do. I uh, although I never cried. Not even when I was born, apparently. Yeah, but that's because you were just emotionally just weird. Apparently I was born and I was just like, let's get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, can Im- I can really imagine that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I mean, apparently I never cried throughout my childhood. Um, please. I was more of a, a, you know, a bit of a... I, I just observed the world and like Coolly. took it all in. Yeah, Riley detached. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Riley detached from the world. Stay tuned for part two. Stay, stay tuned for part two. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, we shouldn't say goodbye. No, don't 
leave. Don't, don't leave. Stay there. Don't leave us. Subscribe and review, and also tease part two. Oh, tease part two, where we will we're looking at our board right now. So basically. Francis will be reading his diary, who we reveal the question of the week, and we're going to read <clears> some <throat> emails out. Yes, we will. We've got a lot of fun emails and reviews, and we have... Francis, stop talking. ...my diary as well, and the answer to the question of the week. I said all of that already. Okay. See you in part two. Just to recap, I'll... <laughs> all right. Say see you in part two. See you in part two. Bye. Don't say bye. Oh, don't <laughs> say bye. No, not bye. Not no. bye. Hello. Hello. We'll see you in a second. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.